Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast, presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today we'll be talking about the energy center in your left leg and how it supports us in connecting with and creating our place in the world. Becoming embodied is not a step down, a loss, or a punishment. It's our chance to put into action all we have become and all we seek to achieve. In Kabbalah and Judaism in general, the body isn't a broken thing full of evils which needs to be driven out. As Rabbi Adin Steinsaltz puts this, the body and all its organs, including the heart and the brain, are neutral ground. Body and soul are not the conflicting representations of good and evil or those of holiness and profanity. The body, in and of itself, is not an expression of the evil or the profane, just as the soul does not necessarily represent a higher state of being. Rather, the physical body is an instrument that might serve either the profane forces of Kelepa or the holy forces of godliness. The Jewish conception of the physical is that it is not necessarily lowlier than the spiritual. Whether something is material or spiritual is no criterion by which to determine its worth. If anything, the teachings of Judaism lay the greater emphasis on the practice mitzvot that involve the activity of the physical body in the material world. This physical activity is not designed as a means of transcending the material world, but as an end in itself. These physical deeds should be enacted in the material sphere. As the movie Ghost so eloquently demonstrates, a soul has no agency and no ability to act in the physical world without a body. Most souls don't even have the means to communicate with their embodied counterparts, so without a body, they're stuck as if behind a wall of glass, shouting but unheard. Bodies are required in order for us to interact in the world, which includes manifesting the universal wisdom of our higher selves, expressing our identities, and experiencing ourselves as part of the physical universe. While we often think of the root chakra as our source of safety and security, our ability to survive in an embodied world, it is actually in our left leg, the energy center called Netzach, where our ability to support a contained self resides. It provides a means for us to experience ourselves in an embodied way, while encouraging the self to expand out beyond its boundaries and connect with others in myriad positive ways. Natsat gives our soul the ability to interact with others in order to create and participate in a positive collective of contained, ever-creating, and free-willing individuals. Being a leg, it is one of the pillars we physically use to stand up, to be mobile, and to enter into community and connection in embodied life, like water seeking to merge with water, imperceptibly merging into one whole. Nitsak is where we flow outwards, are pulled into merging with the world as well as being supported by it. Nitsak is where we experience the sensual, the touch of things, the feeling of movement and the permeable boundaries which define the being and yet connect it to the world. Here is the lush feeling of velvet, the delight of ice cream on the tongue, wind through hair, the touch of a lover, 
the stretch of muscles as they extend, the play of light and shadow on the grass, the coolness of water on a hot day, and the warmth of sun on a cheek. It is also the sharp crack of a slap, the slice of paper as it parts skin, so annoying, the jar of a toe in the wrong place at the wrong time, snick, and the shocked aftermath as we awaken in the sudden stop of a car crash. Our bodies are programmed with skills and aptitudes we plan to use throughout the lifetime, behaviors to signal us when we're headed in the wrong direction, and storage space for memories and emotions we're unable to process in the moment. It works in concert with the heart and soul to keep us healthy and well. Unfortunately, we're taught the exact opposite, and so treat our bodies as constantly breaking down cars, needing repeated repair, or as untrainable pets, which constantly act out and have to be punished and cleaned up after. We are trained to rely on our minds and logic and the wisdom of authorities rather than our own knowing, which causes us no end of trouble. One way to become more familiar with Netzach and reconnect with our body wisdom is through somatics, or practices which focus on the internal perceived experience of the world, the felt wisdom of the body moving through the universe. Through the study of somatics, engaging in conversation with the body, we can bypass inhibitions and blocks created by the mind due to fears developed over time, regain access to the soul, bring it back out into the physical, and open ourselves out to others fully. Dance is another example of this especially dancing around others, whether this is through partner dancing, choreography in a Broadway production, or simply dancing publicly. The dance itself for that moment is an expression of the soul and body in harmony, communicating to others in the moment. This is one way we manifest our unique gifts, fulfill our role in lifting the sparks of divinity, of manifesting spirit into the world. Another example of this is participating in and or performing ceremony. Whether Catholic Mass, Wiccan Sabbath, Passover Cedar, Muslim Hajj, Native American Sweat Lodge, the 635 Mitzvot, or Diwali, each is the physical expression of the soul and its connection to others and the infinite. Ceremony is a conversation between ourselves and others, ourselves and the divine. Ceremonies define us, join us, and help weave communities together through shared experience. These are examples of actions speaking louder than words. Just thinking devotionally or saying things about devotion have power, but action through participation in devotion is more effective than even the most heartfelt and intensely focused thought. So, what does Nitzak add to the manifestation process? Victory and perseverance. It's the opening night after months of costume and set design and more months of rehearsal. It's competing in your first tournament, holding the published novel in your hands, seeing the product finally on the shelves, opening the office doors for the first client, and the culmination of so much hard work which has all been worth it. Nitzak works to achieve these things by focusing efforts on community, on connection, on implementing the harmony of the spheres here on Earth. 
Netzach gives us the urge to define ourselves via our connections. Geographical, location, current culture, family, ethnicity, political or religious affiliation, profession, economic status, sexuality, marital status, and, more recently, interests such as geek, jogger, hacker, golfer, beer brewer, coffee roaster, skier, equestrian, hunter, and so on. This energy center helps us stay open and welcoming to those who would claim us as a part of their own, and in so doing makes us more than the sum of our own parts. In it, we seek community to connect with the rest of creation in order to complete the web of life and to increase the positive effects of creation exponentially. As individuals, we often think our actions are small and ineffectual when measured against others who have power, against things which seem larger than us, stronger than us, or extremely incomprehensible. Who are we, such insignificant people, to make an impact on anything? Doesn't it make sense our lives are brief, our impact negligible, just as the tides wash away our footprints and weeds take over what land we attempt to own? Aren't we shown through every vagary of the weather, tornado, tsunami, drought, flood, hurricane, that we're nothing and easily swept aside? But each of us is a part of the numinous, both unique from and yet interconnected and central to all that is. Each action we take, each thought we harbor, each emotion we feel, each feeling we express, radiates from us like the tones of a chime. They can be harmonious or discordant, but they ring out and everything they touch is affected. And like grains of sand in a container, each one added to the others over time fills the jar. The deserts of Egypt used to be an ocean. Who you are is powerful, and what you do is valuable and aids us all. The wonder of it all is that we have the ability to choose what actions we take, the ability to control our thoughts to some extent, and the ability to change our emotions, which are powers very few other beings possess. Each of us has not only the ability but the opportunity to influence our surroundings every day through who we are and what we do. Of course, one of the challenges or negative effects of Netzach is conflating the object for what it represents. In biblical terms, this means coming to think the power resides in the image of God rather than flowing from God through the image, as in the story of the golden calf. It's thinking the universal power comes from us instead of flowing through us in an act of co-creation. Or you could look at it as an Ozymandian issue, from Percy Bysshe Shelley's Ozymandias, where we think power is absolute, that the statue represents the man, and temporal authority is everything, instead of seeing the greater perspective, the interconnection, and our true role in the web of everything. Part of the poem reads, And on the pedestal these words appear. My name is Ozymandias, king of kings. Look on my works, ye mighty, and despair. Nothing beside remains. Round the decay of that colossal wreck, boundless and bare, the lone and level sands stretch far away. 
Another negative aspect of Netzach is the desire to coerce. This sephira, or energy center, can overbalance into working towards convincing others to agree with things which we deem righteous, and to do so voluntarily, or otherwise regardless of the consequences. This has led to some of humanity's greatest conflicts, both historical and contemporary. Think Taliban, ISIS, evangelical Christians in the Congo, the Crusades, Stalin's regime, Boko Haram, just to name a few. The challenge in Netzach is threefold. One, act via best practices as you know them in the moment to connect with others respectfully and not be harmed by their actions. Two, connect deeply but do not be overwhelmed and absorbed into the lives of others. And three, maintain connection and participation in the world while manifesting the goals of the self as well as supporting the goals of others. It takes courage not only to move what has been focused on the internal and make this external, but to do so with respect for others in the world. Hence, some of the qualities found in Netzach include persistence, endurance, tenacity, ambition, determination, patience, and guts. This sephira, in its role as victorious and persevering, overcomes obstacles preventing the flow of divine energy into the world. Nitzak also contains part of our self-esteem and is one of the ways we learn to trust ourselves. The saying, we don't know what we'll do until the moment arrives, is true, and Nitzak is the stage we step out on. All we have created and become rolls out into the world here. The proof of our intentions, our conceptions, the promises we've made to ourselves, the identity we've created, are all exposed to the world and put to the test. The goal is not to remain unchanged or unfazed by manifesting, or to strive for ideals to the exclusion of the living. Quite the contrary. We're here to be changed and participate in the changing. As C.S. Lewis famously said, experience the most brutal of teachers. But you learn. My God, do you learn. In the interacting of self and world, in the openness and vulnerability of connection, we tend to focus on the damage, the breaking, the mistakes and the repairs which come with such an enterprise. Just look at the news. It's not full of tragedy and trauma and drama because that's all there is to report, but because that's what we focus on. That's what sells. Well, and animal videos. Go figure. However, Netzach is also the home of inspiration. It's a place where we can interact with other beings in completely new and unique ways from anything we've experienced in the past and from anything existing in the universe of the Akashics. Each being uniquely manifested, expressing themselves in physical reality, acting and reacting to a myriad of stimuli, and making free will choices in every moment, create infinite opportunities for each of us to be inspired in our physical expression of our uniqueness. Unlike soul life, where we are constantly influenced through telepathy and empathic communication, here we are self-contained and on our own recognizance. We can choose what influences us, how, and how much. Beyond this, we can choose how we express these influences and connections. We can be mired in them or inspired, act because of or despite them. 
In entering embodied life, we enter into the community of living beings. We're not the only soul who is embodied. We are one of many plus many. Each embodied soul is a piece of divinity, attempting to learn and become just as we are. However, each is in their own stage of becoming, each with unique perspectives, with their individual strengths and weaknesses, and each with free will, which allows them the best, worst, or most mediocre choices in any given situation, in any moment. All around the world, people are free-willing like crazy, from choosing to go left versus right, to drive or walk, to stay or go, to buy overly expensive coffee, or follow their dreams. One of the annoying things about this process is these choices don't necessarily harmonize with choices others are making around us. Hence, car crashes on the freeway. Nor do they necessarily harmonize with choices the individual made just a moment ago, nor with choices which are best for the soul. In embodied life, we're capable and allowed to make mistakes. Our actions are not influenced automatically by the thoughts and or emotions of others and are therefore truly and uniquely our own. Disharmony occurs with regularity, as do mistakes and entanglements, which simply would not and do not occur in the Akashics, our home and natural state. Which is fabulous! How do we learn most quickly and thoroughly? From our mistakes. How do we come to truly know ourselves and others? Through adversity. Netzach is the energy center in which we step out, pun intended, into the world. Its mantra is, I am, because it's the place where we connect with others out in the world and yet remain ourselves. Water takes on the shape of any resistance which it meets, whether this is a container or an obstacle. Yet it remains fluid, moving around whatever might be in its way. So too is Netzach our sense of self in a crazy world full of other selves attempting to manifest in the world. Another way to see this engagement is to see all people on the journey together. If the focus of Netzach is to carry openness, vulnerability, and the identity forward into the world in fully participatory ways, then contact with others will inevitably cause damage, injury, hurt, and accident. I like how Rita Nakashima Brock puts this as a redefining of sin and our sinful nature. While feminists are not naive about human evil and suffering, we understand sin as historically and socially produced, which requires us to take responsibility for understanding and stopping oppression and suffering. I believe understanding sin as damage enhances responsibility and healing instead of miring us in blame and guilt. I'm suggesting that sinfulness is neither a state that comes inevitably with birth nor something that permeates all human existence, but is a symptom of the unavoidably relational nature of human existence through which we come to be damaged and damage others. If we begin with an understanding that we're intimately connected, constituted by our relationships ontologically, that is, as a basic unavoidable principle of existence, we can understand our brokenness as a consequence of our relational existence. This ontological relational existence, the heart of our being, is our life source, our original grace. But we are, 
by nature, vulnerable, easily damaged. And that vulnerability is both the sign of our connectedness and the source of the damage that leads us to sin. Sin emerges because our relationships have the capacity to destroy us, and we participate in destruction when we seek to destroy ourselves or others. Hence, sin is a sign of our brokenheartedness, of how damaged we are, not of how evil, willfully disobedient, and culpable we are. Sin is not something to be punished, but something to be healed. Natsak, our left leg which holds us upright, allows us to kneel in reverence and dances us into existence. Is our soul stepping forward into the world to take its place in the web of life? The more we engage with our physical leg, creating a healthy relationship with it, the more we can receive its support and heed its guidance. This leg holds the perseverance to overcome obstacles in order to achieve victory, the ability to connect with and create community, to manifest our soul's purpose, and to help fulfill the ultimate purpose of the divine by living fully and completely. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll be discussing healthy boundaries, self-esteem, and how sacrifice isn't necessarily a virtue. If you're interested in knowing more, check out my website, akashicreading.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a minute to show it some love on iTunes. Your comments are also appreciated. Thanks. Bye.